All right, what's up, guys? We're live. Uh, joined with uh, Charlie from uh, Cultivate Crypto. Uh, Miguel will be joining us shortly. What's up, Charlie? Hey, um, not too much. Just uh, starting the uh, enrollment for our quarter three crypto mindset course here today. So I've been pretty busy the last few days making sure that it all goes smooth. Um, but yeah, we've already got uh, over 150 signups. So uh, a lot of people still wanted to get that cheap, cheap Bitcoin uh, on the dip here. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be talking about that. Um, I know you're busy today and you just got off John's stream. So we'll probably roll for uh, 45 to 60 minutes today. Uh, Miguel should be on route very shortly. But um, I kind of wanted to start from the angle of uh, like updates on the market because mm. I don't broadcast about this stuff regularly. I kind of pepper it in through my regular cast. I let guys know that I think cryptocurrency is important. It is part of the future, and they should learn and get involved with it. Uh, there's Miguel. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, Rich? Hey, man. There we go. So we got everybody in the house. Um, yeah, so, so just to kind of get the ball rolling here, like where are we at with things? Because, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, Elon, Elon, I'm on the spectrum Musk, you know, tweet <laughs> some retarded shit about Bitcoin using too much energy, and he's dropping it. And I just, like... I can't believe this guy can move the market like this much and have this much influence and, and, and that many people, you know, think that what he says and does should be taken as gospel, like he's a god. But there you have it. Um, you know, it seemed to be the tipping point, like the catalyst. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on all that? Scaring the noobs. Uh, the old money in crypto um, is accumulating, right? And the uh, people on Wall Street are accumulating. I've had conversations with people who work at the head offices of JP Morgan in New York, as well as Morgan Stanley through my consultations over the last one month. They're getting in, right? They're all like, they're like frothing at the mouth with these low prices on crypto, right? And Bloomberg, I did a report uh, uh, that they, I've showed a report that they did and I did a deep dive on it uh, on Tuesday on my show. If you go over to Cultivate Crypto and just look at um, Bitcoin 20,000 or 100,000 in 2021, which is most likely, Bloomberg is going uh, towards 100,000 um, for Bitcoin specifically and more, uh, not more than 100,000, but, you know, higher prices for Ethereum as well. And uh, the, the week before that, I did a report breakdown from Goldman Sachs uh, talking about they're bullish on Bitcoin. I'm sorry, they're bullish on Ethereum mainly. Um, they don't like Bitcoin as much uh, because it does threaten them quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I would say we're still long term bullish. Like it's basically inevitable for crypto. So you know, we, we, with the mindset, what we tell people is when you come into crypto and you don't know anything or you feel like it's a lot of information at the beginning, the best way to look at it first is as a long-term savings account. So buy it, intend to hold it for five years, right? Not touch it, just money you don't need for that period of time. Money you need this year, the next six months, next one year, keep in cash or something that you can use, right? On a daily basis, don't, you know, put in everything that you own. Um, and yeah, if you look at it that way, then when you have these dips, it's not really emotional for you. And then from there, then you can progress and, and learn along the way. But yeah, where we're at right now in the market, um, it's basically accumulation time. And so Bitcoin holding above 30K is very bullish and Ethereum holding above 2000 is bullish. So those two levels holding, um, everything's positive in that regard. You want to add to that too, uh, Miguel? Yeah, sure. I uh, just to go back onto the Elon Musk point, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why he flipped so negatively on Bitcoin was because upcoming there's something. Well, President Biden has something called the Green New Deal, which essentially is basically um, is that all based on the AOC thing? Yeah. So it's it's this giant subsidy thing for Tesla, um, solar, solar wind. It's pretty it's pretty good, you know. And any, anytime we can invest in renewables, that's pretty good. But yeah. a big part of his money was. Uh, he had a he had a kind of a turncoat real quick because the way Tesla makes a lot of their money is actually selling a carbon tax credits over to other auto auto manufacturers because they're fully green and they sell cars. Every car they sell, they they essentially build up like a piggy bank of their version of green credits or bitcoins, and then mm -hmm. they sell those bitcoins off to the other manufacturers that obviously are not green at all, and that's where they make a lot of their money. So they were threatened to lose that. So that's why they kind of turned coat and went real green, because if they get those subsidies that they need, they can then start paying for um, essentially charging centers all over the United States, as well as like um, uh, the reason I know for sure Bitcoin and all this stuff. There's people crying in the streets like Bitcoin's dead and everything. It's all we're doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. Right. But you have his one of his buddies, Elon Musk's buddies, which is Peter Thiel, building the largest solar farm 
in the United States, in Texas right now for just Bitcoin mining alone. And that's one of the recipients that are going to be receiving those tax credits for, for Bitcoin mining. And you had something like these big players like Celsius just buy $200 million, uh, what's it called, Bitcoin mining operations here in the States as well. So the Bitcoin mining sector in the United States is actually just getting started right now. So this we is got, not over. Not even we got El Salvador shot. talking about mining Bitcoin with volcanoes now. <laughs> which, is, I love it. which is cool as hell, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, they know they they know We're how to making do that Bitcoin there. with volcanoes. <laughs> renewable energy, right? Seventy six percent of Bitcoin uh, miners right now are run on renewable energy. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you I, know, people with that argument just I didn't I didn't really reason. buy the whole, you know, hype around it. I, I was like, oh, awesome. It's on sale. Let's buy more. <laughs> exactly. um, and that's what I did. You know, I just stacked more in the bags as it, as it kind of went down. I even I even used the Lendin uh, B2X program, which I know you can't get in the U.S., but there's parts of the world that you can get it as well. And they're stacked up there with some other stuff, too. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm still super bullish. I mean, I was actually concerned at one point that it might go below 30,000, but it doesn't look like it's going that way anymore now. It looks like it's 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 up on the climb. Uh, it's at 37,408 as I speak right now. Um, so that's good. Um, what else, what else has changed since the last quarter since we talked last? I think one thing which was interesting, right? Looking at DeFi and looking at the d amount of yield you can get. I remember um, when you uh, put this, I think uh, you put the link for this channel or for, for this stream up a while back and I saw you uh, take a screenshot of you know, yeah, I quoted the Vesper yield. For, it was yeah. like a thousand percent during yeah. that day, and there were some guys freaking out, like, "Oh, it's a snake oil salesman scam!" Blah blah blah. It's like, no, dude, it's it's actually at that rate at that time. Yeah, I, I think the amount of coins that I had, uh, you know, getting getting compounded doubled um, per day um, during that time. It went up it to as, as high as like fourteen or fifteen hundred percent um yield you know if you, if you were to average it out across the year that's what it would end up at but you know you just got it for that day or those couple of days and it's been fluctuating obviously but mm -hmm. when you get that compounding effect happening with your crypto we did not have that this last bull market right no. i think that's something that amazed no, that you was... and i mentioned that i had a it's at 48.15 percent right now right yeah 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 exactly it does have wild fluctuations but yeah i mean getting a 40 percent yield on something is i mean all crazy in and of itself right it's nothing you can get at a bank um and i think i even mentioned this to a, a next hedge fund manager that i i met he me and john met him here uh, at the tokyo american club in tokyo the other day and uh he was ba i basically told that uh to him he, uh, a little bit about the percentage that um we were making on that and he was just like are you freaking kidding me? Like, I need to learn about this, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the old guard is, uh, you know, they're starting to pay attention, I think. And uh, I think that's important too. Yeah. Um, so what else have we seen change since since that last quarter that you guys launched your course? And, you know, by the way, guys, if you want to get in on the course, uh, they are opening it up today. I have sent an email to my list with a link already. Um, it's also in the description. Here, I'll just drop it in live chat as well if you want to grab in. Um, but sure. what else has changed since the last time you guys launched the course with the uh, market? Like, what have you learned since then? Like, or what's been proven or what's solidified or become stronger? Basically, the the whole narrative, there, there's this whole narrative push right now that um, pe people are getting, uh, not not that they're going negative on Bitcoin, but there, there is there is the very high likelihood that the Ethereum is going to get very close to the market cap of Bitcoin, even pass it. A yeah, bit. you guys have been talking about the flipping. Can you? Can you kind right. of expand on that? Yeah, sure. It's it's this whole narrative of basically at some point Ethereum's market cap, not not price per token, market cap is going to pass Bitcoin's market cap and go number one. And uh, this is a Bitcoiner's nightmare, <laughs> but it's one of the best times actually to probably flip Ethereum back into Bitcoin. So it's actually a huge thing. So right now we're a little Ethereum heavy, um, and right now currently you can get. One Ethereum buys you about 7% of a Bitcoin during this peak time when this flipping ha can happen, either if it gets 80% or actually passes it. It's an opportunity where you can get a ton of Bitcoin really cheap. And if you so choose after the Ethereum crashes, you can then sell back and get a significantly large amount of Ethereum back so or just keep the Bitcoin. So it's a huge, huge opportunity. So when you're talking about the flippening, uh, right. it says the market cap is just under 700,000 right now for Bitcoin and Ethereum is 293,000. 
are you saying that the market cap of Ethereum could potentially become more than Bitcoin during the sport bull run? I, I, yes, yeah, it can get it, it can the, the I would I would call a success the flipping of like Ethereum getting to like eighty percent of Bitcoin's market cap, which is really high. That's like an all like pretty all time high for the cycle. But right. during the flipping things, what's going to happen is anytime if it's, let's just say Ethereum were to pass Bitcoin for a bit, what would happen is you would have people from the Bitcoin side get very scared and you know no not these paper mache hands sell mm -hmm. their Bitcoin into Ethereum, which would pump Ethereum up even and then, more. And then obviously we from there would say that's not sustainable because it's it just shot up too fast too quickly. Mm -hmm. It would be probably one of the best times to actually sell Ethereum into Bitcoin, and you'd be able to get a significantly large amount of Bitcoin. For, and you guys for cover all of these strategies and tactics in the course that you put out. I mean, I've 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 been through the course material twice now. Um, they're all live webinars and they run for two weeks. They're I mean they're about as in depth as you know you could possibly want. In fact, more than you probably want. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, there, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you know people are still like go quarter after quarter looking back at the old recordings, even if they've come into multiple courses, right? And uh, mm -hmm. use that as a way to, you know, sometimes the course information is they're ready for a good chunk of it, but not all of it. And then mm -hmm. when they are ready for it down later down the road, they still have access to those videos quarter after quarter, so they can go back and, and watch them over time as well. Let me let me just grab a couple of these super chats so I don't lose track of them. Got a just a little donation here from Trevor. Uh, Liam's got a question for you, uh, or sorry, Charlie, about the death cross. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, definitely. So it's a moving average with the uh, two hundred day moving average for Bitcoin and the fifty day moving average. So a short term moving average versus a long term. And when the fifty day moving average goes under the two hundred day moving average, that's what they say that called the death cross when it goes the opposite way right after they've been in a downtrend that's what they call the golden cross mm -hmm. and um so it will you know i think be a little bit bearish for bitcoin in terms of uh short term in crypto what we call this is a crab market not necessarily a bear market so meaning just kind of you know price kind of waddles around sideways here for a bit mm -hmm. you know has that fluctuation but it's a great accumulation time so the death cross isn't like oh no we're going to zero this is all over. Sorry, guys, pack it up. Um, you know, go and uh, subscribe to Peter Schiff uh, or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, it's not that bad. It sounds terrible, but it's not that bad. It's mainly just, you know, extends the sideways portion of the market for a little bit longer. So, okay, you have to deal with two months, two, a few extra months, basically, of, uh, you know, Bitcoin not hitting new all time highs every single day, you know. Mm. Okay. And Liam, Liam's awesome. He's been in the course uh, since uh, the first yeah, one that we it. did. Yeah, yeah. And so he's a really good he's, guy. Yeah, I like, I like you know, He's been a member of my community for a long time. He's, he's totally dialed in with crypto. Uh, Dragos just says, hey, uh, let's go get it. Another one of my boys Appreciate from the inside. Uh, competent man, is there any concern of Tether propping Bitcoin? I know there's been some speculation that, that Tether can bring down the entire cryptocurrency market. I always have naysayers that are like, the whole thing's going to collapse. It's going to get destroyed because of Tether. What's your guys' take on that? I'll, I'll and, say well, something. Um, maybe start with what Tether is, because I know we have a lot of guys that are right. kind of on the fence right. that know a little bit about Bitcoin and crypto. So, so just start with that first. Yeah, me, me, Miguel. Right, uh, we always uh, often have like slightly different opinions and stuff. So, like, it's I, I want to get both of our opinions on this for sure. But like, just yeah. the basics of what Tether is is uh, it's what we call a stable coin in crypto. So it's a cryptocurrency. Um, which is pegged to the stable asset price of the US dollar. So one tether is always $1 uh, and stays there, right? So it's a way for you to, let's say you were just to buy dollar, like take your dollars from your bank, turn it into tether USDT, um, which would be your stable coin. You wouldn't lose or, or change your dollar value at all. And these days you can, uh, some places like Celsius Network, you can put it on there and you can gain 10% interest on your dollars without risking any volatility with being in the crypto market. Uh, and that's better than you can get at any bank. So that's one benefit to Tether uh, in the market, but also USDC, which is a coin basis coin, a stable coin called US dollar coin. Um, and there's a lot more of them now. There's a true USD. Um, I believe there's uh, one on, uh, I forgot, T TUSD. T uh, like Gemini dollar, DAI. Gemini, DAI. Yeah. Yeah, Luna recently came out with theirs, um, and so because and BUSD for Binance. There's so many stable coins in the market now. Tether's getting diluted in the dollar game in crypto, which yeah. means 
um, basically they have less impact. Uh, there's actually a few crypto articles about this recently that I could link to somebody. Uh, I might, I'll probably keep those articles for people in the course, but, um, basically what, what those, uh, what people are arguing now is basically, uh, tether has been so diluted in the dollar racing crypto that, um, their impact is not really that much anymore. The dollar itself is actually becoming, um, used so much in crypto with different stable coins that that's also maybe part of the reason why the United States is slightly, you know, warming up to crypto ever so slowly. But uh, I so think you haven't sold all your positions, stacked us dollars, <laughs> holding green back under your mattress. You're not fearful of, of tether bringing down the entire market. <laughs> no, I, I view anytime tether FUD comes out as a buying opportunity. Like, Good. yeah, Miguel, it's uh it's it's really interesting. I mean, basically, what, what people are mad about is that um, Tether is doing something a quasi bank sort of thing, where once they get the collateral in, and they don't have it to themselves, they can print the Tether and then buy the assets they need that for, and then wait for the 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 money to then hit the account. And that's what people aren't happy about. Another thing too, originally when Tether came out, Tether was one for one back dollar, which is still the case. They're still back. Back, all their assets are backed by dollars or something equivalent, but it was actually dollars. So it, I used to have to deposit a thousand dollars into a Tether bank account, and then I could create a thousand Tether dollars. Now they they can use debt or bonds as well as collateral to then make dollars, which some mm -hmm. people don't like, and that's kind of some of the kind of the hubbub basically about that, as well as there is entities in the United States that would rather have USDC as first over Tether. Because USDC is so if if you look at, if you look at like something like um, Coinbase, Coinbase is banked by J.P. Morgan. Mm -hmm. J.P. Morgan's one of the Federal Reserve. You know they got a seat on the Federal Reserve. So mm -hmm. effectively, USDC is actually a lot of people don't know this is basically a Fed coin for the most part. So it's actually the one that the United States government actually really backs is USDC. And USDC has been on a meteoric rise in terms of stable coins. It's now number nine on market cap, where Tether is number three. So basically another two and a half X and you have USDC passing Tether. And because most people kind of feel this, and it's the same thing Charlie was saying, I'm in full agreement that we're probably going to see a flipping of USDC to Tether at some point as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've got that feeling too. Um, yeah. How will we got another one here? How will the income and regulation impact the market? There's always the, the, you know, the fearful blokes out there that think that they're going to regulate cryptocurrency out of existence, or it's going to be impossible to um, uh, see you know true market growth, um, you know, because of government regulation. So, what's your so what's your guys' take on that? You want to jump on that one first? Yeah, of course. Yeah, with the upcoming regulation, obviously, if there's any if some random regulation that's a little negative comes out, it will cause some short term volatility. But the United States is not going to crush the cryptocurrency industry. I mean, if you just look, like I said earlier, the United States is heavily investing into mining. Um, what, one of the one of the things about the Green New Deal is that there's actually subsidies for like Intel and all the chip manufacturers in the United States have subsidies so why do you think they're doing that why would they give a chip manufacturer i mean obviously other than you know making more smartphones and making more and having more homegrown tech here um the mining sector is getting built out right now in the united states it's one of the reasons why uh we're going to get into this in the course why my big part of my uh, kind of thought into why we haven't had the etf yet which is a bitcoin etf which is huge huge thing because if the bit let's just say something like the bitcoin etf were to get passed we would go instantly into a huge green candle bull market, raging bull market, because at that point you have the 401k money dripping into the crypto market, which is insane. That will really propel the market up. But the reason the United States hasn't passed the ETF is because the United States doesn't doesn't feel comfortable and doesn't have enough hash power in the Bitcoin mining sector. Because mm -hmm. the more, So that's what's going on right now. We're building that out right now in the States. And actually, the uh, China has been actually cracking down on their mining sector. So this is like a huge opportunity for the United States to actually get a chunk of the Bitcoin control in the sector. So, that, that's, so as soon as we have enough hash power, maybe 10, 15%, the United States will probably okay it at that point. Yeah. Are there also, places in the U.S. where electricity is relatively cheap? Like you're probably not going to find it like Iceland where it's practically free, but other places in the U.S. where it does exist, you know, so, practically free. Yeah. One of the places that they're doing a lot of Bitcoin mining um, is basically uh, Texas. They're doing it with a lot of the, the energy coming off of fracking. Yep. Oh, OK. Yeah. So they do some with solar as well. Um, but yeah, basically they have a lot of excess energy coming off the fracking miners. 
And so they just hook up a Bitcoin miner right next to that. And then any of the excess energy coming off of it is free energy that they're going to lose anyway. So might as well mine something with it, uh, mine with it. something extra, right? Something digital. Got it, um, got it. Yeah. What do you think about the incoming re regulation argument against Bitcoin and crypto? Yeah, the one other thing I think um, I think Miguel's points were were perfect. And then the other thing uh, to add on top of that was basically the only thing that they can really regulate is the endpoints where um, people touch crypto from their banks, right? Once you're in crypto, <laughs> good luck because um, that's what we teach in the course as well. There's a lot of these decentralized exchanges coming out, so they're gonna have a really hard time. It's gonna be like playing whack-a-mole trying to um, regulate the decentralized exchanges. Why? Because you can just take the code, copy it, make another one, make another one, make another one, make another one, and they mm -hmm. can't stop it, right? It's a free op open source code for everybody. And there's, you know, the first one that was extremely popular was Uniswap, uniswap.org, uniswap.org. And uh, for anybody who wants to go visit the site, um, they, you know, uh, have over uh, more volume uh, than uh, Coinbase basically now and uh, over billions and billions of dollars um, being transacted on there daily. So um, this technology works and, um, you know, they're going to keep trying to regulate the endpoints that are touching the banks mainly. And uh, that's where they can slow you down, but they can't stop you. Yeah, I don't see that, like, you know, like regulators going away and just leaving this alone oh, anytime course. soon. Yeah. I think they're still going to try to take little, you know, like pecks at it here and there yeah. throughout yeah. time, which is fine. Because, I mean, like, I've always said to you guys, you know, like children kind of have a way of throwing rocks on the ice to test how strong it is. Mm. Um, women do the same thing to men, you know, with their competency tests, AKA shit tests. And what the government's doing, you know, what the state's doing is they're basically trying to test how strong this thing is. So I think that, you know, the more they attack it, the more they try to regulate it, the more they try to like tax it or control it or limit, you know, the personal mobility or freedom of it, the more anti-fragile it's going to become over Correct. time. That's just my personal prediction, but I don't see it getting worse with regulation. In fact, I see the introduction and the conversations of regulation strengthening the cryptocurrency markets, especially Bitcoin. And often when you, you know, you tell somebody they can't do something, they kind of want it a little bit more. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Watch me, buddy. Yep. Um, we got another one here from Igor. He's asking about the course and I'll drop the course link again. If you guys want to uh, click it and just buy it. I've, I've had a bunch of people just say, just shut up, Rich, and give me the link. I don't really care. I, I don't want to watch the, <laughs> I missed out last time. I want to get in now, but if you can answer that question, you know, about the course schedule. Yeah, definitely. So we do uh, the course twice a day um, and we have a couple days off in between, but we do that for basically about uh, two weeks. We do 20 webinars. Uh, they start on June 18th at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern is the first webinar and each webinar has a different subject and uh, the first half of them are recorded on the main subject um, there as well. So we do um, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single day during the course, except for the days off, obviously. And um, for people in the European time zone, obviously one of those is going to land probably like your 3 or 4 a.m. Um, but we do have guys who basically they've made a, a good chunk on this. So they take time out of work because they're making more money here than they are at their uh, job. Um and so it is, you know, worth it. Um, but then also if you miss like, let's say half of the webinars because you're only able to attend one live, um, then they're recorded and you can access those recordings throughout the year. Um, no problem. So it's not like you only have it for three months. You got to take it all in. You can, uh, we still have the videos up for people, for everybody who's joined our course from forever. Um, they can go back and watch all those old ones as much as they want. And they can also then test our predictions and, um, you know, our knowledge over time, right? Because we, in crypto, it's don't trust verify. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to get people to be self-sovereign and to be able to do this on their own. So we're giving you guys all these tools um, to become, you know, not dependent on us, but independent. Got it. And um, my, you know, just to add to that, the thing that I like about the court, like I don't really like to sit around for three hours watching other people talk, but I do find it a, a really good use of my time to watch the recording at like one and a half times speed because yeah. I can get through it and, you know, a third less time than sitting and watching. Um, the Q and A segments go for a while too. Like you guys are always basically taking questions until they dry up. It's not like you're like, okay, guys, we got to cut it off. No, it's you know, it's mm. kind of reasonable that you take as many you know as you possibly can. Um, oh, for crying out loud, hold on. <laughs> That's my ringtone. <laughs> That'll probably get me demonetized. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, 
All right. So what else we got here? Uh, just bought some more super chats here. I missed out. I just bought my Tesla today in Perth, Western Australia. My interest, uh, my interest I earn in Celsius network is buying it. So that's, that's a lot of interest. Um, Celsius network is an interesting one. Like, would you guys consider that DeFi or what's that considered? Or is it a bank? CFI is centralized, centralized finance, basically centralized finance. Right. So, um, you can basically park tokens and cryptocurrency there that will earn interest. The rates are, I mean, if you guys aren't familiar, let me just log in real quick and I'll tell you what I got staked there. Like I don't, I don't talk about stuff that I don't, you know, I'm one of the few guys out there that actually puts their money where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys talk up a big storm, but they don't actually uh, participate or they fling shit, you know, from the sidelines <laughs> in the freaking stadium. They don't actually get on the floor and play. I love it. Let me see here. So we got uh, Ether earning natively uh, just over 5%. Uh, Polkadot, 11.2% if you earn in Celsius. Chainlink, 3.77% if you earn in Celsius. Synthetics Network earns 17.78% if you earn in Celsius. Litecoin, 5.12%. Uh, and that's all I have there. But I tend to spread out my staking because I don't like mm. um, leaving my crypto in one area because of hacks, because of regulation, because of you can keep going down the list, but I mean, you know, it's Smart. the whole, you don't want to keep all your eggs in one basket. So I use DeFi like Vesper. I use Celsius. I use Lendin. Uh, I use Swissborg. Uh, there's probably one or two others that I'm forgetting, you know, plus you've also got your um, Ledger Nano, which is basically, you know, where most guys will hold their moon bag, but you mm -hmm. kind of spread it out. Right. Um, so Celsius net network is what Trevor's making reference to. And it's a good place to, to park some of your tokens to earn some interest. And it's it's pretty easy to move them around. I mean, if you want to convert them to something else, you can move them to a main exchange. Yep. Um, you can borrow against them. One of the cool things that uh, started to happen in the last year is you can actually borrow against your cryptocurrency. So if you're like, oh, well, I need some fiat, like I need some US dollars, rather than sell it um, and potentially have a tax event, depending on where you live, um, why not just borrow against it at practically free? It's it's, yeah. it's a very, very low interest rate. And then you can pay it back and there's no tax event that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 1% interest rate at a 25% LTV. Yeah. Pretty hard to beat, you know. Mm. The banks money. can't because they're they're robbing everybody. Yeah. But <laughs> They'd rather rob people. That's why banks and the government have a have have difficulty with the existence of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is because they can't control it. And it 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 doesn't even compete with fiat currency earning rates. It actually destroys it. So that's why they're trying to, you know, either like they haven't figured out if they're going to go all in on it or if they're or if they're going to try to take it all down. Like they're kind mm. of on the fence with it. Right. It almost seems like they're like trying to poke at it from both angles. And I have right. a feeling at some point there's going to be a tipping point and they're going to be like, fuck it. Let's just we can't beat them. So let's just join them all. In my opinion, they've already gotten they've already taken the first step down that slippery slope. You yeah, know? it's inevitable. Uh, Digibyte. I, I don't know anything about Digibyte. It seems uh, to have been getting quite popular recently. Love your vids, the book. Thank you for unplugging men. So what's the deal with Digibyte? What is that? It's, it's basically, it, so, so it's a coin that came out, that came out last cycle, last cycle and stuff. It's a community driven coin. So it's sort of like, like imagine sort of like a Litecoin community where it's, you know, fully decentralized. The, it's grassroots. There's no big corporate money in it. It was started. It was started by this guy called Jared. I think Jared Tate, and he started it from a garage in, I, th I think, um, not Minnesota. I think Minnesota actually, or something like that. Or, um, or uh, yeah, he started somewhere out somewhere out there in the Midwest. He started from a garage and stuff. The guy. It's a really cool coin. They're essentially trying to be. There's sort of a fusion between sort of a Litecoin to an Ethereum, essentially, where they can have all the have all these products. Where uh, you can, you know, have IDs, NFTs, and all this stuff. All this stuff is be still being created right now. Um, exchanges and stuff like that. It's, it's its own cryptocurrency, where that you can buy and sell Digibyte for for products. And and they're just trying to be essentially a place where you can just, you know, commerce and everything. Pr pretty grassroots. It's actually been doing pretty well now. Um, it's very. It's a coin that I, I can tell you that will survive this bear market. Mm -hmm. Um, co coins that have communities are are very very hard to kill. 
So this is a community that's been around for a whole cycle. It's, it's gotten something called the Lindy effect, which is basically the longer something survives, the more it will probably will survive or mm -hmm. more and people trust it. So Digibyte is just rolling stuff out, but because it is gra completely grassroots, it takes a longer time for them to come up with the products because mm -hmm. they don't have the big central source of banking because, you know, it was started completely with no money and now it's starting to get some steam now. Got it. Did you want to add anything to that, Charlie? Yeah, I'd say that's perfect. Uh, the other thing I might add to that is like in terms of how fast it will grow in terms of price appreciation, it probably, I mean, if you look at this chart, it probably won't grow in terms against Bitcoin like insanely a lot. So I would say Ethereum is a better bet um, long term. But, um, you know, all the points about Digibyte is that it is a good positive token. Uh, so it's good to have it in the space, even though, you know, it might not be your, your best horse in the race. Mm, okay. Um, North South says, what do you guys think of pirate chain more private than Monero? I'm not sure if that's <laughs> yeah. a question or a statement. So what is pirate chain? They have a token called R. So <laughs> if you, you want to buy a token called R? It's literally A with like six or seven R's. Would you buy that, Rich? I don't know. There's people buying Dogecoin <laughs> because they think Elon Musk is, is, is God. Yeah, so actually it was interesting. We had some of the pirate chain team watching the Tokyo Crypto Show back in 2019 when crypto mm -hmm. wasn't very popular. Yeah. And um we we mentioned it, right? And they started fighting against us on Twitter, me John from Modern Life Dating, right? And we yeah. said, "Come on the show, we're happy to talk to you." They didn't. Yeah. And it was, we were nothing. We were nobody on YouTube at the time, right? We just uh, we yeah, had yeah. a few few followers, but my thoughts on it is Monero is probably one of the most well-built cryptocurrencies in the space, especially for its use case, which is privacy. Mm -hmm. So don't really need to use anything else um, in terms of privacy. If you want to use privacy with Bitcoin, you can look up Wasabi Wallet, um, which is a so solid one as well. Mm -hmm. But Monero, yeah, I would say is better hands down. Um, also, like uh, Miguel mentioned with the Lindy effect, has more network effect and has already been tested, um, you know, in battle many, many times against the feds, against everybody. So um, it works. Pirate Chain is Pirate ranked chain is, yeah. 213 R. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's that's like one thing that's always frustrated me. And I know that a lot of guys on the outside that are that are either critical of uh, cryptocurrency, DeFi, and the blockchain, you know, they you know they tend to point and sputter. At, you know, oh, there's like nine thousand. There's ten thousand. There's currently ten thousand three hundred eighty nine uh, cryptos listed on Coin Market Cap, and ninety nine point nine eight percent of them are all bullshit. You know, to be honest yeah, with you. Exactly. Um, but I mean, like, you're going to get that. You're always going to have guys that are that are you know the get get rich quick, quick don't do the work here's the cheat codes to life you know fast and simple right. um one of the things that i learned early on with the last uh cycle and we talked about this briefly one time on one of your webinars was with verge you know xvg <laughs> yeah. and not buying stupid shit that guys like john mcafee try to pump up because it's like it's it's going to go to the moon and if it doesn't i'm going to eat my johnson seems legit i should buy what he's saying <laughs> yeah and then he got caught for doing that right now he's he's locked up for that and, and uh, i think that's kind of convenient because you know he didn't and have dude, to there's go through still with that guys <laughs> in like a facebook group you know like masturbating to xvg thinking it's still going to go to the moon right like I actually stayed in that group for a while just to kind of laugh at them, but I was like, whatever, I got rid of all my positions and I was like, you know, take it as a loss and move on. Right. Um, what else do, um, what else has been changing, you know, since we talked last in the last uh, quarter? Hmm. That's a good question. Oh, go ahead. So, so, oh, okay. so pr pretty much what's going on right now is we're having, we just started the Kusama parachain auctions. Hmm. It's Keep so talking. I'll be right back. Okay, so <laughs> we just have the Kusama parachain auctions just start, which is Karua, which is basically, um, if, if you know anything about cryptocurrencies, it's almost like sort of a fusion of like, they're basically their Aave mix, like it's basically their Aave mixing with the Celsius in a way. So uh, it's going to be a DEX, um, a way you can borrow and lend on there, as well as also like a launch pad for other projects that are trying to get money to actually um eventually one time I maybe have a parachain slot on Kusama. So what, what this means is you're having a bunch of these big, big macro events. Another reason why me and Charlie were still so bullish and we knew this wasn't over, you just had too much good news, too much good stuff, right? So if you were able to kind of play these, this is why we've been telling people, you know, get into Kusama, get into DOT. DOT was 3 to $5 when we're telling people. 
Kusama $7 when we were telling people last year. It is $500 today. I know, and it's still going up. It's still going up. And it, the supply the supply is getting just completely eviscerated right right now. I think over 150,000 Kusama tokens have been staked. That won't be unlocked for another six months to a year from now. That's a tremendous amount of supply that's not going to enter the market. Um, so the way so the way this the way these parachain auctions work. So most times when you do an, when you do an IPO, an ICO, IDO, whatever these names for all these different ways to basically you know buy buy an initial coin offering, mm-hmm. um, you typically you know you take your dollar or your Bitcoin, you give it to the person third party, and they give you a token or a stock, and that's mm-hmm. it. Well, in this one, what you do, it's it's almost a proof of ownership, basically, is what it is. So when you own a Kusama, you stake it. So I will take my one token and stake it for a year. Okay, Miguel, here's 10 tokens. In a year, you will get back your Kusama. You will get back your coin. So it's a cool way. It's a cool way where you're able to then... Where is it um, that you stake that? Yeah, you stake it. You're earning no interest, but you get where? tokens. I'm sorry? Where? where? Oh, you, you, uh, you can do this on the Fearless Wallet. Okay. The, fear, the fearless wallet yeah. has a has an app, an iOS and stuff. You can put it on an iPhone or an Android. That's a DeFi uh, project. It's yeah, it's a DeFi project, fully DeFi project. Yeah, it's like uh, it was created by Gavin Woods. Mm-hmm. Gavin Woods. It was the uh, essentially the person who created the the coding language for Ethereum, which is Solidity. So this guy is legit as legit as you can get in terms of, of like coding and cryptocurrency. So this is this is an alumni. I mean, the, another alumni of Ethereum is. Charles Hopkinson, which is one of the co-founders of Ethereum as well. So like some of the top projects in the space all come from Ethereum. So this is that whole thing about vetting and watching out for like these jockeys or these really good leaders and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Gavin Woods has been working on this for a long time. So in terms of the like, game theory and all the stuff he's done for Polkadot and Kusama, this, mm-hmm. this is really innovative. Like no one's ever done any kind of rollout like this. So this mm-hmm. is another thing we've been talking for a while now. And now that's coming to fruition. And there's a lot of money to be made. So one, that's one of the big places we're doing is the just like we talked about the Ethereum to Bitcoin ratio, we're talking about the Kusama to DOT ratio now. Mm-hmm. So there, and and that is like a two pronged sort of thing where Kusama is going to actually gain against DOT because its parachain auctions are happening, and you'll be able at some point, even now actually, to jump your Kusama over to Polkadot for a very good rate. And then watch this later this year. This is probably more closer to fourth fourth quarter to first quarter of next year is you're going to have the parachain auctions for polka dot and what does that mean there that means price appreciation and a ton of supply getting locked up for polka dot so it's this thing where you can get a huge price appreciation on kusama jump that over to polka dot and then ride that other wave up as well and you and guys just, explain all the mechanics on how to do that with the cultivate yes, crypto course exactly and just doing that one time for me uh but got very very close to doubling my dot bag yeah. just by doing that ratio move one time and like it's like huge right so if you can uh you know compound your cryptocurrency or aka cultivate your crypto right if you can do that (laughs) then basically you know you're gonna win long term because especially the more coins you can uh compound and build in you know in a bull market um you know then it takes a lot less for the price to move up for you to not only be in the green but be in massive profit what about the um xrp uh token the ripple token there's always somebody whenever we do these shows that wants to ask about xrp so good marketing huh give yeah. them give I mean, them the word on the street boys so okay the word on the street is this, so they're pretty much getting sued by the sec right now for for basically doing an, uh, an illegal coin offering or ipo essentially you know like a security offering under the table they're if if they so here's the bet with that if they win they're going to be relisted on a bunch of exchanges and price go up. They lose that. The price is going to crater for a while. I don't think the project will die. So you're basically kind of taking a, you're taking sort of a gamble, right? Is, are they going to win the lawsuit? Looks like to me that they're probably going to win it, but it's going to be delayed for a while before they win it. So they're going to drag their feet on this. So this might be a sort of an event where like the SEC might like drag this out in court for a couple of years. Mm. Yeah. And they did that with tether as well. And tether didn't die. The one thing with, Ripple that might be interesting, I think, is down the road when the uh, central bank digital currencies come out, right, which we have different governments coming out. Even Elizabeth Warren alluded to in her when she was basically trying to tear down Bitcoin uh, this week 
she mentioned, you know, oh, it's this idea of central digital currencies will be big, there's way more green than Bitcoin, all that BS. They're already starting to, you know, thread that narrative in there. But um, when that comes out, Ripple has a pretty good, um, I guess, backing here in Japan and also through parts of Asia. So it is possible that if it, I mean, it, it's basically right now, Ripple's just pure marketing. It doesn't really have too much of a use case, but if they do, happen to get like uh, deals with different banks and help move central bank digital currencies across different parts of let's say Asia maybe is a place that they start maybe in five years then it could do pretty well and the price will appreciate but I kind of use Ripple as my kind of smoke signal to once it starts appreciating kind of heavily in price uh, start looking to take profits. Right. Mm. Yeah that makes sense. Um, I was going to ask you guys about Cardano so I'm glad somebody else brought it up. I think in the past you've both been um, uh, bearish more on Cardano than than bullish. Is that is that changed? The price is bullish. It's one of the big in terms of the top twenty or thirty coins in crypto. It's one mm. of the better price appreciation coins. Right. But in terms it's of its fundamentals, so on the charts it looks great. Yeah. yeah. On the charts it looks great. On the fundamentals, do they have anything that they've actually done with the project? There's really. a lot of chatter at like. One of the reasons why I've picked up more Cardano since it, since the drop, like I probably picked it up about fifteen percent lower than what's what it's at right now. It's at like a buck fifty five. Is there's a lot of chatter out there right now about big things happening? There's a lot of guys on YouTube that have a large following that are like also broadcasting the same narrative. You want to grab some of this? It's got huge. It could destroy Ethereum. Blah blah blah. Personally, I don't care if Ethereum wins or if Cardano wins. I've got both. Yeah. But you know, I threw some Cardano in the bag because. It's Rich definitely likes money, right? Yeah, like, so it, why not? Exactly. And it, it, it definitely has a solid founder. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, like it, it seems it, like it, Hoskins seems to know what he's doing. Like I don't get any like, you know, vibes off him like he's uh offside with anything that they're talking about and the projects and what they're launching. Like what do you think? Right. Yeah, so, I think uh, he's a bugboard guy. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh ADA? I bought it at twelve cents and because it was so low compared to where the price is now, I was just holding mm -hmm. it. Okay. What about you? I used to have a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> you got rid of it though. You got it. Oh yeah, early on, I, I um I bought it. I bought oh oh I'll say it anyway. I bought it at like two and at two point nine cents. Yeah. I, bought it, I bought a lot of it and then I sold it off on a on a run up into another coin, which was uh partly into Celsius. So it worked out. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like I like the the um, illustration. I think it was. Um, Miguel, you know, you use kind of like the teeter-totter, you know, yeah, yeah. how to make money in the crypto market. It's like, you know, you're kind of in one and it goes up and you shift it over another coin. It's like, you know, the whole market kind of like teeter-totters up. Right. It's like this, um, yeah. And that, like, that's the advantage of, of having so many tokens. I mean, the, it's also a huge disadvantage too because it, it spreads um, fiat currency out right. over a bunch of kind of crap out there where it doesn't really have any business being there sort of thing. Um, I mean, I always tell like the newer guys when they're coming into this is like, stay in the top 10 to 20 coins, stay away from stable coins, stay away from anything that's centralized like XRP and look for opportunities to put money into stuff that, that looks like a project that you can get behind, you know, on a longer term basis. And especially if it's got some upside, like it's on a run up. Um, that's kind of like 101 to this sort of thing, right? Mm. Um, that that's why we were pushing Celsius so hard on the guys and stuff too, because it was one of the best. It was one a lot of people. Uh, it was. And you guys were pushing Celsius when it was under a buck, wasn't it? Oh yeah, thirty-seven. It's at about thirty-seven now, cents. Thirty-seven yeah. cents. Yeah, it's about um, almost eight dollars right now. Almost six. Seven yeah, dollars. it was like seven bucks right now. It was up to eight dollars just the other day. Yeah, yeah. So it held up. Dollars it was one of the few cents. coins that held up during the crash. Really, yes. it, it didn't go down at all. Yeah, it actually went up on on. There were several days in my watch list where Celsius was the only green one on the watch list, and everything else was red. So mm -hmm. we have a whole webinar just on Celsius, and uh, we got some. Uh, well, uh, we got a special. We got a special guest. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like you guys converted me because I was because I was not on board with the whole Celsius project at first, but after watching the webinars and talking to a bunch of other people, I definitely piled into. I mean, it wasn't at the thirty-seven cent mark, but I got in very early too. Um, what about V chain? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, eh, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of these ones that I don't like that much, to be honest. Uh, one of the reasons why is because we just it, purely on its chart. And if you're looking to make money, it goes up against the dollar. Yes. But the dollar is, you know, 
being printed so crazily right now, the value of the dollar is going down a lot faster and, you know, we're getting inflation, uh, hidden inflation, whether we like it or not. But uh, so the chart's going to look good against the dollar against a lot of these cryptocurrencies. So what I really like to do is look at it against Bitcoin. Is it gaining against Bitcoin? Sometimes it is, but majority of the time it's not. So if and Bitcoin's kind of like the, if, if we're going to use like generational terms, boomer money of crypto, like gold of crypto, right? So, I mean, uh, it's the slower moving asset compared to something like Ethereum. Right. So um, if you can't beat that, then I think, you know, uh, not worth buying. Right. Got it. Uh, we got one here from uh, Adam asking about Celsius. Can you explain how to get my coins to Celsius? You guys break this down in great depth in the course. Again, the course yeah. is linked in it, linked in the description. It is worth its weight in gold. But um, you know, give them the basics on how to get into Celsius. Sure. So you, you either you the probably the best way to start is download the Celsius app on your phone. Um, it originally started on 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 mobile. So there's a great mobile. Uh, it's one of the best apps probably in cryptocurrencies and stuff in terms of how much money they put into that mobile app. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have a website as well now. So you, there's actually a desktop version that just came out like a month ago. So now for all those desktop only guys, there's the desktop app. From there, depending on your jurisdiction, you can directly buy cryptocurrencies if you're outside of the United States on the Celsius app. If you're in the Celsius, if you're in the United States, you might have to buy on Coinbase first. And then when you go into the app, there's something you go under the exact. So let's say Bitcoin is an example. You go into where Bitcoin is in the app. You put copy and paste on the on the um, address that that Celsius gives you for Bitcoin. And then what you do is you send Bitcoin from Coinbase to that address. So you're sending Bitcoin to Bitcoin, Ethereum to Ethereum, Celsius to Celsius. You never send any other cryptocurrency like Ethereum to the Bitcoin address because you'll lose it. You have to be very methodical on that sort of thing because you have full control of your money. Now you're your own bank. And then when what you're doing is you're giving custody over to Celsius. And what Celsius is doing is that they're, they're then taking that Bitcoin, loaning it out and then giving you a return for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And um, again, I mean, like you guys always have a dedicated webinar on the mechanics behind Celsius, why it's got a bright future and where to get it, how to get it in simpler terms. Mm. Um, got one here from got uh, the Celsius one taken care of. Come on, you're holding Dodge. I love the cell tokens. It's holding well. Um, are you guys holding Dodge? No, no. no. I, to be honest, the, the best play of the year, which would have been absolutely hilarious, is on April Fool's Day, just buy 400, you know, buy 69,000 of these tokens and then sell them on 420 when they went 10x from 4 cents to 40 cents. Like, that was the play. It was all a meme, you know? So, like, yeah. what's the point? It's just, I mean, if you can make money off a meme, you know, you know, have a go at it, but don't be one of the, like, I remember when, um, the market kind of collapsed and Elon Musk, you know, with this whole Dodge thing. It's like I saw people in at comments towards him in Twitter like, oh, I lost the farm to this. You're an asshole, Elon. I can't believe you told me to buy Dodge. It's like you don't like like do these things from an educated angle, not just because some nerd says go and buy something or he likes it or he tweets about it or puts it in yeah. his profile um stop i stop simping for entrepreneurs okay mm. basically is what i'm trying to say here stop i always tell you guys stop simping for women stop simping for these you know icon entrepreneurs like elon musk like stop worshiping worshiping their crap smarten up guys um let's see here we have a little bit of time left um actually we should probably start wrapping up because we're coming up on an hour i know you guys have a bunch of other stuff to do and Charlie's in Japan, so you got to get some Z's too. So I want to be respectful of your time. Um, uh, I don't really have anything else I wanted to throw at you guys. We covered pretty much everything that guys in the super chats dropped. Um, I'm already super familiar with a lot of the tokens. I've been I've been stacking my bags too. Like the last month and change, I was just like shits on sale. Just keep buying, buy, 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 buy. I've, I've had a lot of people texting me and, and messaging me and like, I'm scared. What do I do? You know, what are your what do your icons say, Rich? You know, what are they telling? I'm like, look, if you don't have the backbone for this, then just sell it all. Go sell it all, buy some XRP, get some Dodge, and hang out with the other nerds and have fun being poor. If that's really what you want to do, this this for me is a longer term play. I'm I'm going to accumulate. At some point, I'm going to move myself out of Canada to a place where I'm not going to pay taxes on my 
accumulation. If I need to borrow against it to access fiat currency, I can certainly do that at any given time and not pay taxes. Uh, this has a very, very bright future. Um, the cost of the course is under 800 bucks is like 797 or something like that, guys. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, um, if, if you want to enroll in the course again, I've, I've dropped it in the live chat. It closes on June, the, uh, June the 14th at midnight. I've seen the material at least twice now it's top shelf. Again, it's worth its weight in gold. If you've been sitting on the fence and wondering how to get in, what to do, when to get in, I'm telling you right now. One, this is how you get in. This is how you learn everything that you need to learn in a nice organized fashion. I always, always tell guys, be willing to pay for well-organized material. Sure, mm -hmm. you can go out there and watch months of videos on YouTube and try to you know hash through all the shit that's out there and, and figure out what's useful. These guys have already organized it for you. It's behind a paywall for a reason. It's nicely organized. It's limited to the people that want to access it. Get in, buy it learn what you need to know and buy in at a discount right now because a few months ago bitcoin was like 60 grand we're around 37,000 it's probably going to bounce around the 30s for a little bit like these guys you know have been telling you this is the time to get in do you guys yeah, want to add anything else to that if you don't believe us go on to the woo bull charts on uh, willy woo's website and look at the nvt ratio for anybody who is like into really into like kind of doing their own research that's uh a little bit of homework there that somebody can do if they're a little doubtful of what's happening. Yeah, gives really good areas for accumulation and selling, and we're in an accumulation area right now. Yeah, and in the course, like you guys cover how to read charts, uh, you know, how to pay attention to reserve risk, the Bollinger Bands. It's it's all fully covered there. I mean, like it would literally take two weeks to go through all the material, which is why you have it in a specific course, which by the way, keeps getting better quarter after quarter because they're learning more, they're adapting, they're modifying it and presenting the best material. Um, give me, give me your individual price predictions, gentlemen, for Bitcoin by the end of 2021, before we go. By the end of 2021, I've been shooting for a hundred thousand. So I'll keep that. I just, you know, it's an easy round number that we're going to go towards. Uh, and I think that's very, very likely within this year. Mm -hmm. If that happens, you know, Ethereum uh, could hit the eight to 12,000 range within that time as well. Miguel? I'd have to say the same thing in terms of, in terms of price on Bitcoin. Obviously I'm a little, I'm always a, <laughs> I'm a bit of, of a hopium bull, right? But uh, that's kind of in line. I've always, we've been, we've been saying 120, 100, you know, six figures. We're going to touch six figures. Yeah. It's just that there's going to be some volatility on the way up. So you, you could get something where Ethereum passes Bitcoin first and then Bitcoin just rages after and pumps up after and then Ethereum goes down. That That is kind of what I'm speculating. And uh, we're going to sort of give people sort of uh, points where there might be corrections. There's going to be a correction sometime probably in late third quarter that we're going to warn people about. Um and it's going to be a little more U.S. based and stuff. So we're going to go into a lot of stuff and what to look out for. And then there's going to be another buying opportunity later this year as well. And then um, probably end the year pretty positively in December. Price yeah. targets, Miguel, don't shy away from the question. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, specifically in the course as far as the material. So it's two weeks of webinars. I think you have a Discord still. Um, we'll, we're changing to Telegram this time around. It was easier for people to use, so we're sticking with with uh, Telegram. We may add Discord if there's a lot of people asking for it. Right. Um, but yeah, Telegram was a lot easier for people, so okay. we'll stick with that. All right. So there you have it, guys. Course closes um, in a few days. Links there. If you want to get in, get in. If you don't want to sit on the sidelines, sit on the sidelines. I have a few words for you. Have fun being poor, just because you're because <laughs> you're going to miss out on a big opportunity to make some serious bank. I know I've been throwing at it. These guys have. We put our money where our mouth's at. So follow along or just sit on the sidelines and watch. It's entirely up to you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you um, hopping on. Wish you all the luck um, with this. And we'll talk again probably in another uh, quarter, right? Sounds yeah. good. All right, Thank guys. You. Peace out.